That's right. Every month we sit down with the mayor of the fine city of Detroit. He's about six feet away from me right. right now. Socially yeah. distanced. Yeah. Yeah. Good to Not be back in the though. studio. Nice to be back in the studio. You look well, healthy, rested. I feel good. Do you take vacations? Do you get like a two-week vacation each year? I will, actually, in yeah. uh, the two weeks when you're doing Detroit Eats. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> That's not when you're supposed to go away. And when a mayor goes on summer vacation, how much are you actually really on vacation? Uh, normally, I'll have uh, an hour or two of Zoom meetings in the morning, hour or two of Zoom meetings in the afternoon. But my team is uh, very strong. And so... Uh, Usually, if I go for three or four days, nobody knows I'm gone because the team just keeps <laughs> right on going. It's actually a little concerning. They have a hologram of you that <laughs> yes. they just keep showing Part in like the office. Yes. When so, you go to another town, do you have to tell the mayor of that town you're coming? No. Or do you just, like, be in a town and, like, I didn't know the mayor of Detroit was here. Uh, yeah, no, the last thing I want is the attention. They'll send police and they'll escort you. Uh, I'm just happy to be off yeah. uh, doing something uh, on my own. Do you what? vacation in cities? Uh, sometimes, yeah. yeah. I mean, I would think you'd be sick of cities. I would think like, uh, what do you, uh, what do you like to eat on vacation? <laughs> 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 Peppering you with tough questions. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I would think that a mayor always has to be sort of on call, right? If there's an emergency, yeah. well, in modern technology back. with with cell phones, but the charter has a provision that if I'm gone, I file something with the city clerk that says this individual is empowered to act as mayor while I'm gone. Oh, no. And I had one year where our attorney, it was, it was the Christmas holidays, my first year, and Butch Hallowell, the attorney, was going to oh, be yeah. in town. So I was trying to discreetly get out of town, go to a nice warm <laughs> place with my family. I appoint Butch. I get down there and I look. Butch on Facebook has said, I'm the mayor for the week. That's suggested she I said, okay, this is the last time. It was Al Haig yeah, of the mayoral campaign. Can, I'm can in you, charge. Can you appoint who you want? Yeah, or, actually, yeah, send your mayor. Well, how, about, how about Mitch for the week? You should, yeah. Yeah. No, you should auction that off yes, mayor to raise Mitz, money like for the that. city. You know, I Be the back. mayor in temporis or whatever the you know, <laughs> Latin <laughs> is for in abstentious. Yeah. And, yeah, you can always come back and take the reins over if there's like a fire or something but that'd be pretty good you probably raise a lot of money for that sure. someone would say i was made it would go on their go on their wikipedia page right uh, of the things that they did in their life and right. mayor of the city of detroit yeah. 24 hours yeah. so now the deputy mayor todd bettison was the deputy police chief and so i go away knowing that no matter what comes up uh, i've got somebody who could handle any crisis and uh, well, I'm a phone call away. It's nice to know you yeah. got somebody. Yeah, that's good. So I never thought about it. They still do no, that kid being mayor for the day. I remember when I was little, every year they would have a kid come in from, like, the community center where he'd be mayor for the day, and he'd sit yeah. there with the with the mayor, and he'd have a suit on. <laughs> it, in the, it was in the Kevin seat. Leslie. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, nobody has ever asked me mayor of Detroit for a day. I don't know why that is. Wow. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, they're afraid you'll ask him to do it for a week. that off at Radio That would be, yeah, that would be this year's Radio Be mayor for a day. I like that. That's yeah. great. That someone would probably like issue a proclamation. <laughs> it's like when you get a wish, you then you yeah. wish for thirty more wishes, and so you issue a proclamation that all mayors for a day keep it for the next four years, and suddenly where's the football? Somebody just annexed Windsor. What happened? <laughs> Our phone numbers are eight seven seven forty four Mitch eight seven seven forty four Mitch. Your opportunity to speak to the mayor of Detroit, Mike Duggan, and ask him any question you want. You've got something going on in your neighborhood. You want to know how development plans are going along? You want to complain about your taxes? Here's your opportunity. 877-44-MITCH. 
Always a toll-free call to talk to Mike Duggan. Let me ask you about a couple of things. First of all, I did want to say, eat Detroit. Uh, while you're going to be out of town during it, this is a great de- event for Detroit. I don't know if you remember it from three years sure. ago. But we drew in so many people, and particularly now with the restaurant industry going through what it is, so many restaurants are still struggling to stay in business. Uh, you want to say anything about that event? No, I think it's terrific that you're doing it. You drew a huge crowd the last time, and I'm glad it's back. Yeah. Uh, we had 1,200 some odd people yeah, came in, and yeah, we'll have yep. we'll have well over a thousand now. We're, we're we're trimming it down a little bit to to uh, make sure that everybody, from the herd, yes. yeah. And with the uh, labor eat. shortage, we're all going to be cooking right. in the kitchens. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the staff cooks. All right, the phone number is again eight seven seven forty four Mitch to talk to Mayor Duggan. Uh, while we're collecting your phone calls, let me throw a couple things at you here. The Detroit City Council delayed their vote again on Hudson's. Uh, the Hudson Project, the yeah. tax break, $60 million in property tax break. How, how important is that to the continued operation of that site development? And what, what is behind all these postponements? You know, I think uh, probably this was a case where I don't think this was ever very well explained. And people formed opinions uh, without having the facts. And I think council's going to slow it down. And we're going to come back with a package that, that I think everybody is going to feel uh, good about. But the... Downtown development uh, area, since Mayor Young passed the Downtown Development Act in 1975, all of the property taxes collected downtown stay downtown. They can't go for parks. They can't go for police. They can't go in the neighborhoods. So they were used to help build the baseball and football stadium. They're used to help build downtown parking structures. So when you're talking about a tax break, you're not talking about a break that takes any money away from anything in the city. Uh, And so here's your issue. Gilbert is building a 48-story building. It'll be the second tallest building in the state of Michigan after the Renaissance Center. Construction costs have gone up tremendously, as you know, Mitch, even on your small project. Uh, And if he's going to build the whole 48 stories, uh, they need to get a break or they're going to have to downsize. Uh, But it's in our interest. You're talking 2,000 permanent jobs in this 48-story building. If they downsize, it means fewer jobs. It means less income tax revenue. Uh, And so... uh, uh, I think people who got the initial reaction is, oh, my God, they're taking money from the neighborhoods. No, that's not. Well, true. it might be that or it might be, oh, my God, Dan Gilbert doesn't need a tax break. The guy's a multi-billionaire. And so you have a site. I was there in 1981 the last week Hudson's was open. Yeah. OK, it's been vacant for 40 years. Wow. And instead of just building something on it. He's building something that is going to be an economic anchor for this city for generations. And when the construction costs have exploded as they have, and he says to us, I still want to build 48 stories, uh, but the numbers don't work, that's, to me, a very reasonable uh, request. But I also think people in the city want to know... What's the value to them? And I don't think we've done a good enough job of explaining that. I think we'll get that cleaned up. So they're delaying it uh, just to basically present more information or explore more information? You know, I I think everybody wants something that the public understands. I know council is frustrated at how much misinformation is out there. Uh, And and I'm confident we're going to get something worked out that works for everybody. 877-44-MITS. Let's go to the phone lines. And Adam, you're on with Mayor Duggan here on Digging with Duggan. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, how are you? I actually talked to you a month ago. Uh, I don't want to... Uh, this isn't me being a squeaky wheel. This is more of a question that I've been thinking about a lot because I'm, I tend to be pretty resourceful. Uh, I'm a gentleman who had a chronic illness, or I still do, actually. Um, 
And I do a lot of work when I have like an hour here, an hour there of energy uh, to actually try and push through my brain fog and fatigue to try and look for some of these resources. Uh, and I'm just coming to, I'm just wondering if it is, because I called you and you, you had some people contact me, and I'm not saying anything, anybody's doing anything wrong because I have been contacted, but I am no nearer today than I was a month ago to finding out solutions. I have my, my rent is probably done at the end, at the end of j- this month. I said it's paid up until July. Electricity, I, I have probably less than $200 to my name <laughs> at this point, and I don't know where I'm getting any resources, and I just wonder... Because uh, is it that they just don't exist? Am I looking for a needle in a haystack, or does the needle not exist? And I just am having a lot of problems. My car is falling apart. Thank God I have, uh, you know, I have SNAP benefits. Thank God I have Medicaid. Other than that, I don't. I mean, if I'm living out, I I would love to be able to say, hey, I can go live in a shelter because that seems to be the requirement. Anytime I call a lot of these agencies and I say, hey. What can I do to save myself from being put out on the street when I can't pay my rent anymore? And they say, oh, well, you know, you got to go to a shelter. I'm disabled. I can't even go to a hotel without getting sick because I can't. And maybe it's fibromyalgia or something, and I can't lay on the bed and feel comfortable. Uh, I'll get sick and toxic within a day is my point. So your, your uh, question is about resources for someone in a situation like yourself. My is question that right? is... Is, is, are there, are there I city resources? Because we're talking to the mayor. That, that's what he's, exactly. that's what, he, that's what his purview out. is. Well, I'm just wondering where I could get these resources. All right, if let's, let's give Mayor Duggan a chance to answer. So, so w- without uh, going through all the questions and what your qualifications are, there's a number of housing programs that are under federal guidelines, federal uh, uh, restrictions. Uh, and so it sounds like, You've got the food benefits. You've got the health care benefits. Uh, I'd have to see what the federal guidelines are in the housing benefits, but it sounds like our folks took you through that. So I don't know how to answer you better than uh, the experts who called you uh, on the phone. So I, I can't tell you from what you're telling me now without asking a whole lot of personal information what qualifies you or doesn't qualify you. Uh, but if, if our folks talk to you, uh, if if what's available is shelters, uh, I, I I wish I could tell you better than they could. Yeah, uh, but give the number again. Uh, you know the resource number again, so that he can yeah, try it, was, it again Detroit, if he wants to try it again. DetroitMI.gov. But I think I actually went back and asked our head of our housing to call him directly after the last time we were here. Okay, well get the number again here, and we'll see if we can follow up on that. Okay, thank you for that. All right, uh, Vince, you're next up on the Mitch Album program. You're here with Mayor Duggan. Go ahead. Hey, Mr. Mayor. Hey, Mitch. How are you guys doing good. today? Good, good, good. Hey, I just want to get the mayor's take on, uh, on um, Dan Gilbert's mouthpiece when they were talking about the $60 million tax abatement. And this guy comes out, and, I mean, he's, like, kind of aggressive. To the point where he goes, you know, yeah, you know, we've got this long-standing relationship with the city of Detroit, and you know, we really need that sixty million dollars. And you know, I don't know what the future holds if we don't get it. You know, uh, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? It was just, it was like, you know, if you, we don't get this, we're going to walk away from this and turn this into like the Wayne County Hill, Wayne County Jail type deal. It's just how what he was kind of insinuating. When I, I I heard him talking 
about the $60 million tax abatement. So I just wanted to get what the mayor thought, what, what his feelings were when he, when, when, he, when he said that. You know, I didn't take it that way at all. But take you think about where they were. That site, for 40 years, nobody has been able to do anything with it. Gilbert commits to build a huge building at a time when not much was going on in this town. He's hit the point now where construction costs for every building in the city have soared. Uh, and he wants to build the first-class 48-story building that's going to have commercial, going to have offices, going to be a great economic engine. And what he's saying is, I'll go forward, I'll do it. The costs have gone up several hundred million dollars, but I don't want to build a building I'm going to make money on. I mean, I'm going to lose money on. Uh, And so he's come forward and said, here's what I need to do to not lose money. I think it's a very reasonable request. I think people in the city have every right to ask questions and be educated, and I'm confident we're going to work out a solution. Uh, doesn't it uh, play devil's advocate on that? Doesn't it open the door for every construction project to say, hey, our construction costs have gone up. We need a break like Dan Gilbert got. Uh, and so we will have an announcement uh, uh, next week on four low-income apartment projects in which the state is going to be putting in several million dollars more to get them completed. This is a conversation that's going on in every construction project, including yours. Mm. Uh, you know, everybody is trying to figure out uh, when we looked at the numbers in the first place and we committed to it, we got more construction going on in this city than we've seen in 70 years. Yeah. And we have to be honest about the fact that it's not the developer's fault that the construction costs have soared. And I think if we want people to keep investing in the city, We've got to be respectful. Nobody invests in a city where you lose money on your investments. Is there money uh, available because of COVID funding? You know, I know the state yeah. has a lot of money that they didn't so, figure so, to have before. So I don't remember the exact numbers, Mitch, but remember, we talk about tax break. Nobody's writing Dan Gilbert a check. No, it's that well, he doesn't well, have right. to pay what it over What they're saying is years. over 10 years, instead of paying $50 million in taxes, you're going to pay, you know, $45 million in taxes. So an empty hole for 40 years is yeah. going to pay millions and millions of dollars to this city, not just in property taxes, but in income taxes and corporate taxes and the like. So all we're saying is we are going to take less in new taxes than we would have taken. And I I believe this is my job as mayor is to treat business investment fairly. Eight years ago, Mitch, nobody was building uh, Jeep plants in this town. Nobody was building office buildings in this town. Uh, and nobody, we had a 20% unemployment rate. Uh, and so if we're going to continue to provide job opportunities to people in Detroit, it means I have to create an environment where businesses can be treated fairly. And I think their request is reasonable, and I'm confident we'll work it out. Back to the phone lines. Let's go to Ken. Hi, Ken. You're next up here on the Mitch Alden program. Go ahead. You're with Mayor Duggan. Yeah, good, af- good afternoon, uh, Mitch and Mayor. Uh, I have a call about... Uh, homeless shelters in Detroit. Uh, my son happens to be homeless and, uh, he went to one of your shelters, uh, uh, this last fall. And I, I guess he was about 40th in line. And, uh, apparently they open at a certain time and you got to leave at a certain time. But by the time he got inside the shelter, there was no, uh, mattress pads or blankets or anything. He slept on the floor with nothing. And, uh, I, I was just wondering if anybody oversees these facilities, are they funded by the government? I mean, to me, it sounds like they do whatever they want, and, and maybe there's no, no, nobody following up on them. Uh, there is an excellent 
uh, homeless uh, uh, support group in this city, a network of folks that reach out to anybody who is homeless. If you go to Washington, D.C. or Los Angeles or Austin, Texas, San Francisco, you'll see tent cities uh, everywhere. Uh, we have been aggressive. So I, I don't know what happened at that particular shelter that night uh, last fall, uh, but the great majority of nights we have space in shelters. When we don't have space in shelters, we find emergency hotel spacing, uh, uh, and there's an entire team. So uh, I think they do a good job overall. I, I can't account for the one night last fall. What? What? Um, well, we won't ask you which shelter it was because I don't want to put anybody in in, in a bad light. But but the, how, how many shelters, if if any, did the city? Does the city itself actually operate versus like the Detroit Rescue Mission yeah. Ministry? Yeah, we, we, we fund Detroit Rescue Mission and, and many like that. But what we have done and why we're being successful in this city uh, is that we've moved away from shelters to permanent supportive housing. And we built hundreds of beds because uh, we do have people who choose uh, to live on the street. But we have a lot of folks that... Uh, Often they have addiction issues. Often they have mental health issues. If we can get them into permanent supportive housing where you've got support on site, we've had a large number of people that have gotten their lives turned around, gotten jobs, moved out uh, to other housing. And so the overnight shelter is for somebody who doesn't want uh, to be in a permanent situation. Uh, And then uh, we'll be again in the next couple of weeks announcing even more permanent supportive housing beds uh, that we are building in the city. So I'm really proud. Uh, of the commitment we made. And I say to you, when you go around the country, look at what's going on in other cities. And and you can see we've been, we've been particularly warm weather uh, cities and on the West coast. Uh, And I, you know, I'm very familiar with the homeless situation and know a lot of the shelters and once in a blue moon, they'll get overrun with, there'll just be so many people will come in on that particular place and they're out of beds, and they say, "But we listen. We'll, we'll, we'll put a roof over your head, but we're, we don't have any more mattresses." Mm-hmm. Doesn't happen very often, and usually there's a network of say, "We're filled up, but you can go over here, or we have a sister facility, or we'll run you over to this other place." So hopefully, if you're still on the line there, uh, your son won't go through that again. We'll take a brief break, and we'll come back with more here on 760 WJR with Mayor Duggan eight seven seven forty four Mitch. The phone numbers to speak to the mayor. Back with more right after this. All right, Mayor Duggan, uh, I understand that bus drivers could make an extra $4,000 in bonuses. Uh, this is a, an attempt to draw more bus drivers in, right? Yeah, well, I was really pleased that we could work this out with the union, but we've got about 520 driver positions and 90 are vacant, which is not unusual in bus systems wow. around the country. And we sat down and said, all right, uh, we've got a lot of high-performing drivers show up regularly. Let's give them $1,000 a quarter for good attendance, four thousand dollars a year. It's going to allow the high-end drivers to get close to fifty thousand a year, and so I'm really yeah, pleased. Because you don't dare lose them when you're that we, close with them. We can't. Yeah. Uh, we can't. And plus, if you're looking for a job, folks, drive a bus. There's an answer. All right, I'm back with more of your phone calls for Mayor Duggan eight seven seven forty four Mitch. Always a toll-free call. We'll take those right after. And Mayor Duggan is here, and we're taking your phone calls at 877-44-MITCH. Always a toll-free call. I want to remind you, Michigan Virtual is our Inner Circle sponsor. They're a leader in education innovation since 1998. They've partnered with over 500 school districts, tens of thousands of teachers, and countless homeschool families. Driven by student success, they've got a strong record of supporting Michigan's K-12 education. Many people know Michigan Virtual for their online courses for students and professional development for educators, but they also do a great deal of work behind the scenes, doing original research, 
innovations in learning, promoting effective instructional practices. Yes, education is changing faster than ever. You can discover new models and resources designed to move learning forward at michiganvirtual.org and check out their podcast, Bright Stories of Hope and Innovation in Michigan Classrooms. Michigan Virtual, leading and collaborating to build learning environments for tomorrow. Let's go back to the phone lines. Got a full bank of calls here from Mayor Duggan. Roy, you're next up with the mayor. Go ahead, Roy. Hello, Mayor. I just got a quick question. Um, The city county building downtown, uh, I know during COVID it was hard to even get in there. You had to call for an appointment. And so I have to register my business name. And uh, surprisingly, my bank hasn't called me because after a month, you know, I can't use my business account because I haven't paid my, I think it's like 16 bucks to re-register and keep my name and tax and ID number and all that. And so can I just walk in there right now? City Hall's open. It's been open for months. Okay. Here's the other thing, too. I was told I have to call for an appointment for my uh, CCO to per, uh, for my handgun. Uh, and is that something I can yeah, walk in there, that, too? That's handled, I think, by the county clerk. So I don't know how, how that... Uh how that's done. I think when it comes to guns, it's always good to call ahead. <laughs> that's my general, that's my general philosophy. I certainly ask us. Yeah, I just yeah. always make a phone call. Just yeah. let them know you're coming and you got a gun. It's are you in line five or line city, six? <laughs> city Hall is open. Eight seven seven forty four. Mitch Kathleen, you're on with Mayor Duggan. Go ahead. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Um, mm-hmm. I'm calling about my street in front of my house floods every time there's a storm. I'm not sure there's anything done about it, but I'm not sure where to even go with this concern. It, um, I think when they re, resurfaced the, flo- the street years ago, they changed the flow of the street, so it, it comes, the form water comes from both sides into my drain and floods up over the, um, over the curbs up to the sidewalk, yeah. the whole width of my house and into my neighbor's if, if, area. If, you, if we can get your address off air, we've got eight Vactor trucks that go in and go into the storm drains and suck out the, the clogs, and uh, we can deal with that pretty quickly. Normally you call your district manager, and they would get on that right away. Uh, but if you give us your address offline, we'll get somebody out in the next day or two. Actually, Mayor Duggan might might come himself. And yeah, <laughs> unplug the thing on his day off on his vacation. He's got a portable <laughs> pump house. Yeah. but so hang on the line, and we will we will we will get the information. We got it already. Okay, good. Are people people used to the speed bumps now? Oh yeah, people uh, love this. Those music. are great. <laughs> well, not if they're in their cars, they don't no. like them. Uh, people on the fact, uh, really, everybody when you put speed humps on some of the streets. They tend to go to the adjoining uh, streets and speed. So I think we got another 3,000 uh, streets that the neighbors have requested this year. And I think we're going to get through all of the requested Good. ones. But I, I haven't been in a neighborhood where people don't thank me for the speed humps. I went to my old neighborhood where I grew up on street. Matter of fact, there's right in front of the house I grew up in, there's a bump and a sign because you put signs up right. on a lot of them too. And I talked to the neighbors. I, I was surprised. I thought they'd be upset about it. They were. All right. Oh, sure. Well, sure. Yeah. If you're on yeah. the yeah, if you're on the lawn, yeah. you love them. How often yeah. do you go back, Kenny? I go over there every time I go to the barbershop. I go you back to the money. <laughs> keeps trying to move back into his old house. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they won't they let him. They still love me over there. Do you really want to squat the bumps yeah. at this point in your career? Eight seven seven forty four. Mitch. The phone number is to talk with Mayor Duggan for just a few more minutes. Terrell, hi. You're on the Mitch Album program. Go ahead. Uh, thank you. I just want to say I uh, appreciate it to the mayor and Doug for getting these car insurance rates 
lower down. At least I can drive legal now, and maybe do something more with them. But you fought tooth and nail for that to get that down, and so other folks are driving legal now. The insurance was worth more than my car was every six months by far. But the thing I want to ask is uh, about the housing in Detroit. Uh, there's a little house, brick house. I ain't asking much in this world, but I'm bordering on homeless to try getting by uh, uh, $10, a little over $10,000 a year. There's a little brick house on Asbury Park between Plymouth Road and West Chicago. And uh, uh, it, it, it can be lived and it's not tore up or anything. Why ain't Detroit like the other cities to have folks get into a house that, that's still livable and say, here, you can have the house to live, but you got keep it, you take care of it, and it's all you. Uh, Philly does that in, 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 in Baltimore and the mother city. And uh, if you're thinking about doing something like that right now, all right, hold on. Let let Mayor Duggan answer. And, and so the answer is we sell about 200 houses a month out of the land bank. It's buildingdetroit.org. I don't know whether the city owns the house you're referring to because if we don't own it, obviously we can't sell it. I'd say most of the houses go for $1,000. Right. Uh, wow. And so they need wow. work. There's no question they need work. But about 200 people a month, most of them Detroiters, most of them renters uh, who buy a house, uh, fix it up, and move in. So... Check out buildingdetroit.org. If the address is on there, uh, you can see what your uh, what your options are. If it's a nice house, chances are it's still in private ownership, but you should check it out. Just type in, I want a brick. No, no, no. <laughs> what was the website again? How? Buildingdetroit.org. Building. Buildingdetroit.org. Buildingdetroit.org. If you can get, get, to, get to a computer, buildingdetroit.org on the web. Check out the address, sir, and maybe that house is available. Uh, maybe you can buy it. All right? Is he still there? I right, know he's still there. there. Okay, uh, back to the phone lines. Kay, hi. You're on the Mitch Album Program with Mayor Duggan. Thank you. Uh, hello, Mayor Duggan. Hey, good evening. My name yes. Um, I wanted to know what was going to happen in, in my community. I live on Lemonwood, McGraw, area west grand boulevard uh near the northwestern goldberg community uh there's a lot of empty spaces here i see um the dia uh, buying certain properties and putting sheds on it and in in uh putting flowers and different things like that and uh i and i see the um the recycle place that we take recycles to, they're gutting that out and 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 what whatever. And I'm 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 concerned about me. I've been here over uh, 30 years. I, my house is paid for, and I fix fix it up as I go along. But but I, I a couple of years ago, before the pandemic, I had a neighbor. Uh, there was a house empty uh, next to her, and a Caucasian woman bought the house, and 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 she was taking things and cleaning it out, but we hadn't seen her for a long time. And then the next thing we know, the house, we woke up with smoke and the house is clear, just rolling with fire. And and she came out and I came out and, and, and we had to move our cars. The fire was jumping over her. My neighbor's 
house into my yard and I got out and the fireman told me I couldn't go back in my house. And she was homeless that night. And like you had to find a place to say, how can she, how are you going to fix where, you know, pay where you are. And then she, you know, she, she, she still wants to move in her house. But then uh, I heard that, you know, the, the, the federal government sent money to fix up. Around All right, so here, but, so what I I don't mean to rush it, but we have a limited amount of time. What specifically is your question for Mayor Duggan in what, this situation? What is what is the plans for this area around? So, okay. around so, so, All right, let you, him answer. Do you have a block club on your block? Well, we had a a, a block club of uh, the one that I was dealing with, but we hadn't had a block club meeting in a couple right. of meetings. And so, then, so, so for example, the Northwest Goldberg community group, the people you're talking about are the flowers, they came together as a neighborhood and they created that park, uh, which is really beautiful. They got some grants. The neighbors came together and said, this is how we want to use the property. Uh, we have a beautified Detroit grant program of, of grants of five hundred to fifteen thousand dollars for neighborhood groups who come in who say, I want to put a garden in here. I want to put a park in here. And so the plans are really being driven by block clubs and neighborhood associations. And we're supporting them. The city of Detroit is not coming in and planning uh, each individual block. And so I don't know if you can get that neighborhood group activated again, but the Northwest Goldberg group has made a huge difference in what they've done. Uh, And, and, but if you check out uh, on the city website, uh, the beautified Detroit grants, if, if you can get a group to come together, we can help you. So try to get that uh, that group back up together. And what was the website again? Uh, it's uh, DetroitMI.gov. DetroitMI.gov. And look at the Beautify Detroit Grants. Beautify Detroit mm-hmm. Grants. All right, we'll sneak in one more call, and then we'll wrap it up. Scott, you're on the Mitch Album program with Mayor Duggan. Go ahead. Mr. Duggan, what's the status of merging SMART and DOT into one organization? Yeah, th- there's no conversation on that at all. Uh, but what we do have is... Uh, the best coordination we've ever had. We have a single uh, fare for the first time. You can buy uh, a fare pass that works for both DDOT and SMART. We've coordinated our schedules. We've coordinated our routes. Uh, We've got an excellent uh, working relationship, but uh, there's no conversation about merging them. What is our uh, unemployment rate right now? In Detroit, it's about 9%. 9%. So about 5.5% above the national average. Right. And uh, in what areas are we are we most absent? You know, this is the frustrating uh, thing at the moment. We've got 12,000 open jobs in the city yeah. of Detroit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, one of our biggest focuses right now is how we take folks who can work and and immediately get them into jobs they can do or get them, pay them to go to training, uh, to, to be trained up to those open jobs. So Detroit at work. Uh, has got 50 different areas of jobs, uh, most of which you can get with a high school degree, some of which you need additional training, like going up. Uh, the tree trimmers can make sixty, seventy thousand dollars $70,000 a year. We'll pay you to go to the Tree Trimming Academy to get those skills. And so if you go to DetroitAtWork.org, uh, all those opportunities are there. Uh, but there's a job for everybody who wants one. Yeah. Well, I know the uh, skilled trade center that you opened uh, recently. Uh, right. That's a, that's another great opportunity because we need to train up construction workers too. So that's great. 
They have the Carpenters opening a training center, building it in Detroit at 96 in Livernois. Yep. It's a huge asset. We $60 million got a, building. A hundred wow. millwrights already got hired out wow. of the city of Detroit. Wow. Millwright apprentices working in the Amazon building, installing the robotics right. in that Amazon center at yeah. 8 Mile and Woodward. It, it, we've created opportunities for Detroiters. Uh, Desperately needed. Yeah. Mayor, great to see you. Uh, come back and see us again in a month. And uh, thanks for answering everybody's phone calls. Thanks for having me. All right. As always, uh, dig in with Duggan here on 760 WJR.